It's Friday, and we're back. The Deems List here on Friday the 13th, November 13th, 2020. Ready or not, we're here. And what a week it has been. The election purgatory continues, though we're getting some clarity on a few things. Um, So we got some stuff to talk about on that front. Uh, We're being lectured by the Not My President crowd on how to react and respond to uh, the potential outcome here of the election. We also have some folks in the influential media out. Yes, we've talked about them before, but uh, they're gone. We'll hit on that. And uh, a a special shout-out that I'm just going to tickle you with right there, Uh, but, but we'll dive in. So... First, let's let's just get it from the start. Where we are, okay. Election 2020. Where are we? Well, there are six states where there's still contention and there's still lawsuits and there's recounts and all that going on. Okay, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona. First, thanks to all the listeners in those places. Always appreciate uh, you tuning in. We've also had a surge. JB, have you noticed this? We've had the surge. In the foreign listeners, they're tuning in. Special shout out to my folks in the former USSR. Uh, Certainly appreciate you tuning in. You know who you are. Thank you for those messages. Uh, And we will hold strong regardless. That's what we have to do. We're America. That's what we do here in America. We hold strong. We provide a light for the rest of the world. So what's happening? Okay. Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona. It's in the courts. Michigan, you're in the courts too. And we're doing recounts in uh, Wisconsin and Georgia. Hand recounts in Georgia. That'll be interesting. And, of course, we have uh, the Senate race runoffs, two Senate races going to runoff there in Georgia as well. That won't happen until January. Hopefully by then they'll, uh, they'll figure out how they're supposed to do this, uh, make sure the, the, the election, uh, the, the ballot counters aren't going to the cemeteries anymore. This is good. This is good. So... Uh, also, how many of you tuned in? You, you watch the folks in Philly. Why are the vote counters dressed like traffic cones? I mean, do you need to really dress up like a traffic cone to count votes? Anyway, uh, some interesting stats that I found um, a- as the election currently stands. You know, we're still in limbo uh, with those six states, but the votes that have been counted, tallied, and certified. of the counties voted for Trump. You want to know why we have the Electoral College? That's why. We don't need 10 or less counties deciding the presidency. That's why. That's exactly why. And our founders, my goodness, how smart were they to think about this and how this would eventually evolve in a time when everybody was a farmer, if you recall. Now, you know, rural America... um, Deemed the flyover states by certain people. Uh, We won't get into that. Also, I found it interesting, if you eliminate California completely, uh, the presidential race or the popular vote is in a dead heat. So uh, a lot to think about, especially whenever you think about ballot harvesting and some of the other stuff happening over there in California, uh, where Gavin Newsom, their governor, was just mailing ballots to people, unsolicited, people didn't request them, but if you lived in the house at one point in time, Especially if you had a D by your name, you got all these ballots sent to you. Some people reporting they got up to 10 ballots sent to their house. And so what happens, and I think this is the real critical piece, 
what happens? These places that don't have signature verifications or, or made rule changes, so there aren't signature verifications, or voter ID of any kind, we're still allowed to accept that? <laughs> I, I can't remember. What state was it? Uh, Lutz, what state was it in, where they had the 138,000? Uh, he doesn't even remember. So much for him. 138,000 votes, all for Biden. Didn't vote for anybody else down the ballot. So we just filled in the bubble for Biden and moved on. Folks, this tells us, now listen, for my, my liberal friends out there, I want to make sure you're sitting down, okay? What I'm about to say, you need to sit down. Biden is not the president-elect. Are you okay? Is everybody okay out there? Okay, well, I'm just saying, we have rules, we have processes that exist for a reason. Biden is not, and you can even say yet if you want, the president-elect. There is still a path for Trump to be reelected for four years. Is that path diminishing? Yes, we're honest here. We recognize that. And as I've stated time and time again, if legal votes are counted, illegal votes are eliminated, and we find out that Joe Biden is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, I will support them where I can and then disagree vigorously where I have to. And I'm not alone in this, okay? We just want a fair process. The same kind of fair process and, and legal process that played out in 2000. Remember what happened in 2000 when Al Gore won and then didn't? Well, that was 37 days of a legal process that played out. Folks, we're in day 10 here. Day 10 of, uh, of this Biden situation. Trump situation, uh, and, and, and a media, a media empire that is basically going ahead and coronating the next president. And so you can understand why so many people are up in arms, you know, 70, more than 70 million people, 73, 74 million people who didn't vote for Biden, just as many or more that did. So we're pretty, you know, we're in a tug-of-war match, which is by design. We're set up to be a partisan government. We've talked about this in previous episodes on how, um, you know, that could potentially open itself up for, uh, for more parties to come in. But we, I, found, I found this very interesting. If you're tuning into the news, you turned in on the week of the elections, last week you're listening. First, it was no fraud. There is no fraud in this election. And look, by and large, our elections are pretty free of fraud. But it still exists. But the narrative has continued. <laughs> Instead of now no fraud, now it's, or then it became there was no widespread fraud. They've added the word widespread in there. There's no widespread fraud. This is what, today it is systemic. There is, we do not have systemic fraud happening. I mean, listen to the narratives of what's going on. Their affidavits, sworn affidavits have been filed. Um, elections uh, um, are, are being deemed unfair in many places. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. We know that. People are up in arms. They're upset. 
You keep hearing um, whistleblowers now come forth. I guess another the, the folks over at Project Veritas have said they have another whistleblower from the United States Postal Service has come forward corroborating um, the whole backdating aspect, which, listen, the Postal Service... I can understand why they would be backdating things. It helps compress their timelines and when they can deliver packages so they can compete with the FedEx world, compete with US or UPS. By the way, I have a joke for you. You ready for this? Because of the pandemic and the way everything is going, um, UPS and FedEx have decided they need to merge. They're going to be fed up. <laughs> we got laughs here in the studio. So that was a good one. That was a good one. But anyway, so the Postal Service, God love them. They got to compete. Stamps are probably going up. They always are. Who uses a post office box? I mean, I use a post office box. You got to have a post office box. In a world where you got to move for opportunity, you know, you want the important stuff going to the post office box. So I love our postal workers. The postal workers that take care of me and at my local um, post office, they know I love them and I appreciate them. And they're they're just as upset about what's happening as we are. Um, and, and that somebody would, uh, one of their colleagues in another place would um, abuse the system. But um, but anyway, um, how are the deplorables, you know, those people that, you know, cling to their guns and their religion, uh, how are those riots going? Have the, oh, wait a minute. The deplorables... The people that cling to their guns, their religion, as the former president, Barack Obama, said, they were okay? Everybody's okay? You mean they're taking down the uh, the plywood? They're taking down the plywood in Main Street, America? Oh, and that's because they think that the, uh, the party of peace, love, and happiness won. Boy, we would hate to upset the party of peace, love, and happiness for fear of a riot. I think it's very telling you know, at, at, at the media's coronation event um, last weekend for Biden and Harris. We had this, this pretty interesting time, right? This call for unity, this call for us coming together. We're Americans. We're going to make, well, well, wait a minute. If, if you remember anything about the last four years and my friends on the left, you may be thinking, why are the Trump supporters and the Trump voters not just saying, okay, and rolling over and, and just saying, this is fine, you know, we're going to trust the election. Well, one, we don't trust that they're, that every aspect of the election has been fair and just. That's the whole reason we have this court process, which is what we allowed to happen. Um, if you remember, it's what we allowed to happen back whenever Bill Clinton was president and Al Gore and, um, and George W. Bush were running. Yeah, let me go back to that. Those 37 days, guess what didn't happen during those 37 days? The Clinton administration withheld funds for the Bush transition team. Didn't allow funding for office space until November. Oh, yeah, that's right, because everybody's, you know, peace, love, and happiness, and we're all here for the unity. Do you also remember... What happened whenever George W. Bush and uh, the Bush administration moved into the White House? Does anybody remember what happened to every keyboard in the presidential complex? That's right. They plucked the W off of every keyboard. 
And now you're telling me that um, that this this divisive nature in politics is suddenly new. No, remember in 2016, whenever um, then uh, candidate and eventual loser Hillary Clinton said, uh, "Well, he's an illegitimate president." I mean, we have the she's recorded doing this. We know he's an illegitimate president. Well, I know I could beat him again. <laughs> so she, she chuckles to her to her loyal followers. Remember all the marches on Washington and those goofy hats? You know, we had the, the Women's March, the Black Lives Matter March, all with the undertone that this is a president who is illegitimate, doesn't respect women, is racist, the Russia hoax. Folks, no evidence to this. And we went through a legal process with the Mueller report. What did we get on the other side? Well, we found out that it wasn't real. A, a fake dossier, FISA court. I mean, we've exposed a lot of issues and questions with, with what's happening. And, and look, I, here's what I don't want to be. I don't want to be an apologist for Donald Trump. So I want to be clear. I just want to make sure we are, we're comparing apples and apples. As folks very close to me uh, said, if, wait a minute, if I say the word ass, I just can't put the word whole directly after it. Is that right? I can, I can say, okay, uh, my screener here is telling me um, what I can and can't say. Okay, if Donald Trump didn't, he doesn't care what people think, right? He's just, that's who he is. That's why we all started watching and loving him uh, on The Apprentice, or maybe not loving him, but, you know, started watching him on The Apprentice. Um, his way of the highway. Um, I think there's a fair argument to say that's probably not who we want. Uh, and that, that kind of personality is not what we want as a president. Okay. Well, guess what? Because Washington forgot about the majority of Americans, he became, he was the effect. All right. There was a cause and effect. Donald Trump is the effect. And, um, as somebody said to me recently, it, you know, I bet Donald Trump, if he wasn't such an ass that maybe, just maybe he would have won. And I think there's a lot of truth to this. Um, he, he just went in kind of as a bull in the china shop and just broke everything up. And look, as my libertarian friends will say, the number one thing government, the number one thing government gives us that we love, liberty. The number two thing that we should hope for is gridlock. Right, because when government isn't doing what they say they're supposed to do, we're probably pretty safe. Okay, libertarians can unite over that and love it. But I think there's a fair point to make about the decorum, what we need. But remember, most Americans, that what the, what was the decorum doing for them? What was the de the decline of the white working class in the Appalachian region where I hail? From where I hail, I want to make sure my English teachers are listening and happy. What would, uh, you know, what's happened there other than a decline, other than NAFTA? I mean, look at the last several decades and, and what's been happening. You can be, then begin to understand how somebody that is just uh, a bull in the china shop gets elected and still has a pretty strong following because, you know, while he may not have been a Republican his whole life, 
he was allowing some pretty conservative and Republican-leaning principles to become law, to, to get his support. So I didn't mean to get off on that. Uh, but I just want to make sure we're clear. That, uh, that Remember hashtag not my president? Yeah. That was happening in 2016. That was happening in 2017. Um, remember all the people walking out of government? And I'm fine with people walking out on principle and doing that kind of thing. Whatever. You know, you, you do what you have to do. What I don't want us to realize is, or, or what I don't want us to think, we just have to forget all that. Act like it's just gone away. And now we're going to bring peace, love, and unity. The same people who for the last four years have called Trump supporters and Republicans, because like it or not, he's the titular head of the Republican Party. So if you're a Republican, he's the top of the ticket. And the, you know, the, the question then becomes, what happens over the next four years? If, if this ends up going to Biden... What does Trump do? Trump, you know, there's speculation. He goes out and creates a media empire and competes. And then in four years, is he the guy running against Biden again? See, I would be of the argument that four more years of Trump actually allows us an opportunity to truly create the new version, the 21st century versions of what these parties need to be. Some would say we haven't gone to the bottom yet. So open to your thoughts on this, we have a new email address here, chief at ericdeemshow.com. That's right. I am the chief. So I want to hear what you have to say, chief at ericdeemshow.com. And then, of course, Twitter, Facebook, at Eric Deem Show. Um, what do you think? What's your take on um, how we're being lectured now by the media elites, some of the Washington insiders, about how we're supposed to supposed to just lay over and accept whatever happens, even though the legal process hasn't been fully executed. We're day 10 of 37 days that Al Gore got. What do you think about this? So, a couple of other quick ones here. I want to thank the CDC for tuning in. My, it's been great. Uh, have you all noticed? I mean, they're tuning in. If you listened last week, you know we, the death trackers, the COVID uh, positive case trackers disappeared. After our show last week, they're back. They're everywhere. So to my friends in Atlanta, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate that. If you ever want to come on the show, we'll, we'll put a special segment out there for the CDC. We care about the health and well-being of everybody, especially our loyal listeners. Tubin is out. Did you see it? I did. Tubin is out. The New Yorker. They said uh, no more. We got tired of uh, hashtag Zoom Dick trending. And uh, you're not pulling us down any further. So, uh, poor guy. Poor guy. Meacham out, too. John Meacham, historian. Lives in Nashville. Wrote the speech that Biden gave at his coronation for the media, and then how convenient was right there on MSNBC and in, in NBC News talking about how great that speech was. My my my, giving himself all the praise and didn't clarify it. By the way, didn't say. By the way, I'm an author of this. Um, took all the praise to himself, 
covertly, and then it eventually came out, and, well, he's gone. And um, you know what they say? There's a scripture about this, J.B. There's a scripture, pride comes before fall. And I just think anybody that walks around without socks on, you know, those country club folks that, you know, they're wearing the suits with no socks, you just got to wonder what's really going on there. The shoes, no socks. You hope they have those little no-shows on at least for the sake of the leather. My God. And just in time, just in time for going home and dealing with your families so that you don't have to, PlayStation and Xbox have released their latest gaming systems. First in, what is it, eight years? Eight years they finally come out? PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. I know we have gamers listening. It's a growing sport. There's money to be made here in this world. Um, So, you know... PlayStation. I had a PlayStation. I never really did the the Xbox. We eventually got that. But, I mean, the OG is the Nintendo, right? I mean, okay, Atari, I hear you all out there. Oh, by the way, thank you, Mr. Producer. JB's helping me out. Um, some of you are really offended at the fact that I called Kanye the GOAT. And you are right to do that. I actually had written down OG. But, you know, the kids and their lingo these days had me all just, I couldn't, I was just running. You know, I feel like the Deems train sometimes leaves the station and we're just gone to get you everything you need to be informed and a better citizen. And so, um, anyway, Kanye, the OG, meaning he was for Trump before any of the other rappers decided um, they wanted to be. But anyway, so Nintendo, um, that's that's where I was. Um, So I'm, I'm eager to hear kind of how these reviews come out on the new PlayStation Xbox. And it's going to be interesting because we're talking about um, community on Tuesday's episode. And um, while this is pulling you away from one aspect of community, it's creating a whole new one. So something to explore. I was sure hoping we would be able to talk about more than just the election, but it's not over. There is a path for Trump. It's getting pretty dark, though, and dim. We've got to be honest about it, um, especially with media and everybody else coordinating, trying to give pressure, trying to apply pressure to the courts to not actually look into where the fraudulent votes appeared. Um, there, there's a lot happening, especially in the Detroit and Philly metros um, where they're uncovering some stuff. So let the legal process play out. We're day 10. Al Gore got 37, and then it became clear. So... I think eventually we're going to have this decided on by the courts. If it doesn't go the way of the party of peace, love, and happiness, I wonder if the plywood goes back up. Yeah, probably. Probably. So be sure to tune in on Tuesday. We'll have the latest Eric Deem Show episode coming up. It's Friday the 13th, by the way, but it's not worth mentioning because we're in 2020. Friday the 13th shows up. As is here, I'm here. Is everybody worried? 2020 says, hold my beer.